It was with our with our guys. I, I always felt bad for those dudes because some days it just doesn't work, and there's nothing you can do about it. Nope. The magic pixies in the box just don't want to work. Nope. Well, do we want to do a quick intro? Uh, yeah, let's go for it. I don't even know what episode this is. We're um, shitbag. It doesn't matter. It's an episode. Welcome back to Guns, Gear, and Beer. Uh, I'm your host, Derek, here with Ben. And today we have Big Fred from Counting Coup Tactical, which is very exciting. I've uh, followed you guys like ever since you created the page and I started seeing it on spirit of systems. And when you were oh, posting good. those, those first um, like montage reels of yep. the, all the cool guy shit with the music. And I was like, Holy cow. Yeah. That was by design. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> you know, start, starting it out, I had to you know catch people's eyes and stuff. And yeah. at, at that point, at that point, it was very much, you needed to solidify your background kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, me and Mike uh, at Prayer Corps, Mike Olavella, you know, we were, we were in talks as I'm like working my way out of the military about continuing this thing. Like, let's keep, let's keep training folks. And so Mike was, was you know, lack of better term, uh, was not very versed in the, uh, actually we both weren't in you know, the social media realm, but you know, people will latch on to the pictures and fucking videos and all that stuff. Um, I, I enjoyed, you know, I, I can see where you'd find enjoyment in editing, editing stuff, but it's also a pain in the ass, but the end result yes. is, is fucking cool shit. But I'm glad like that kind of phase is gone because I wanted to get more serious about stuff. Um, and then that's when like pretty much like the team sergeant started coming in like, Hey, here's, here's a little trick for your rucksack and blah, blah, blah. All this, all this little stuff you don't get from basic training or from one course that you go to or whatever just little simple dumb things that do matter you know that was the big big term there for a while it was like the little things do fucking matter uh, as far as comfort as far as survivability as far as like keeping yourself going and focused on what it is that you're trying to do those little things do fucking matter oh, absolutely I tell, this, yeah, I tell this story all the time like a, a buddy of mine had this interaction with our commander at the time um uh, it was a funeral. You know, that's the only time we ever get to fucking hook up with guys. But uh, it was a funeral, and we were at a bar, and the commander came up to this dude. I won't say his name, but I'll give him all the credit for this. He's like, hey, you know, what what really matters to this? And he's like, honestly, sir, like the little things fucking matter. You know, you guys keep telling us worry about the big picture, worry about this one, and and honestly, like you could strap a nuke to me, and I'll tandem tandem that thing into North Korea. And that's the mission. All I'm going to worry about is, can, can I keep my beard? You know, like dumb shit like that it sounds <laughs> kind of ridiculous. But uh, in that case, yeah, that's we got the mission. We're going to fucking do this thing. We got it. We have our eye on the big picture. But I just want to know, you know, can I wear the boots I want to wear? That kind of shit. Yeah. The quality and, of life things. Yeah, exactly. The little quality of life things that you'd only figure out either by lots of painful trial and error yourself or someone passing that knowledge on to you. Yeah. And it, it rolls into, you know, what we're looking at now. A lot of folks asking about how do I orient my magazine and all that. And the guy tells you it doesn't do it. Maybe it does, you know, uh, maybe it'll make you that much faster or that much more. Just that little. Uh oh. Did we lose Fred? Possibly. 
can hear you guys. Oh, there oh, we go. There we go. Ah, uh, good thing we don't do this live anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so what let's. Have, oh no, go, go ahead, Ben. I was just going to ask, what have you been up to lately? I mean, we had Shot Show last week, which is a thing. <laughs> yeah, that was my first one. Oh, oh really? first I, show. I, I, yeah, I ever want a case of beer now. That's my first one. <laughs> it's um, yeah. it's a lot for the first time you walk in there. Well, it certainly was. Um, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just, uh, I think I went in the right direction. I was just more focused on talking to human beings rather than hearing you know, yeah. plugs about whatever new product, new yeah. quote unquote product that, that's being resurrected or whatever. You know. Con- connections is the primary reason we go like the, the new shiny toys are cool to look at and um, hold and flag people with, but the, like the main draw for us is yeah, meeting people and building those connections face to face. For sure. And, and I already talked about it with somebody or on something. It's just unfortunate that we have to create this monster just to get people face to face. Yeah. You know, what, what if we just got, you know, 20 fucking grills going with, with hogs in them and just had, Hey, we're all going to meet at this location for three days and just eat and drink and talk. I'm down for it. Let's make it happen. That sounds yeah, pretty way more fun than shot show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can bring, you probably can bring cheaper really tools and, and widgets or whatever you want, but I really don't care. Just unless I get to shoot it or something, I just want to talk. As long as there's free booze all day, that's one of the biggest drawbacks of shot. It only comes yeah, out well, at like three or four. So the method that we saw that worked really well with that, with free booze thing is that, uh, we, we had a, a thing, I think it was a funeral as well. Uh, but they bought all this booze, but they didn't have a liquor license, so they couldn't sell it. But what they did is like, this is free, but here's a donation fucking bin. And they probably made more money than they would have if they had to, you know, actually sell it. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm down yeah. for it. America's yeah. the shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like uh, Kevin, he's not allowed to work here. So he, because uh, like, then he need a visa. So he just uh, volunteers. And uh, I don't know what he gets in return. Good for him. That, that fucking awesome freedom of air of America. <laughs> that is true. He has to breathe our free air. Rejuvenate those lungs. Rejuvenate the lungs. <laughs> Out of that commified uh, Canadian air, gross. Oh, yeah, yuck. Ugh, and unfortunately, it doesn't look like uh, Canada is getting much better, at least in the short term. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it, it's like everything else, man. Like every place you go, the government sucks, but the people are fucking awesome. Like Canadian yeah. people are awesome. But goddamn, they're 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 the stuck in a corner. Yeah, I just got off or, or was listening to a podcast from Art and War. They had three Canadian active duty guys and just talking about their situation. It's fucking horrendous. It sounds awful. Yeah. yeah. Basically driving around in, in ships that are, you know, fucking 30 years old. And that's their lifespan is 30 years old. Uh, you know, helicopters that are like 60 years old and all kinds of dumb shit. <laughs> that's yeah. God bless the American military industrial <laughs> complex. Oh, it's my favorite. Fresh gear going. <laughs> they said they they did a uh, a joint exercise with the with the states, and they said that I have no idea how true this is, but it's super interesting and it makes sense. But they said that the United States uh, has an entire battalion of M1 Abrams set aside for the Canadians whenever they want them, 
because it's, <laughs> it's, it's cheaper to keep pumping out tanks rather than shutting down the factory. Nice. I love like it. So like it's cheaper to keep the lights on than it is to turn them on and off in big buildings. Yeah. So it's like old school. What's that fun command and conquer? And you're just pumping out Abrams. Fucking, <laughs> whatever I do, I got too much money. I got too much Tiberium. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm excited to see uh, when they start mounting like plasma cannons to the Abrams chassis. Oh, it's going to be silly. Rail guns. Railguns, that was badass. You see the turbine with a nuclear reactor. Did you see the fresh batch of yeah. Abrams going uh, overseas? Yeah, like thirty-one or forty-one of them, or something. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna get some wacky drone footage of them versus Cold War T-80s. I, I'm, you know, I, I, I look back and like the the Iraqis when we gave them Abrams, and then just you know breaks my heart when I see them completely abandoned and ISIS just yeah. fucking took them over. So I, I'm, I always remain optimistic, but I'm going to be sad faced if I see like you know a line of Abrams just abandoned because there was an artillery strike coming in or whatever. Although having said that, I've never been a tanker, and I can't imagine that fucking hell. Um, uh, it, you know, uh, especially with modern footage, it seems like that's a good call. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it seems like a bad time getting caught in any sort of uh, anti-armor conflict while yeah. in a tank. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it seems like the best bet is to leave. Although the the Abrams is better protected for you know Americans appreciate their humans over hardware a lot more than the Russians do. So you know their ammo storage is in the back and is blocked off. So if that thing cooks off, they have mm, X amount of time to get out of there. What a, what a brilliant idea. What do you like mean it's a bad idea to put them in a pressure cooker? And to have yeah, the like tanks external. The yeah, they just like surrounding the turret with ammo, which is why you see like the tops popping off all the time because yeah. it's surrounded by ordnance. Fucking yeah, that's why they, they pop off like a firecracker. <laughs> which makes a great show for those of us at home. <laughs> Yeah, you're watching the movies and you're like, how real is that? And then you get to go over to Telegram and see that shit left and right. Yeah, the yeah. the proliferation of um, drones in this conflict is wild to watch. Commercial drones. Yeah, consumer mm-hmm. level equipment being used as, I mean, offensive hardware. It's very cool. Yeah. I have the exact drone they're dropping fucking grenades into tank hatches with. I have sitting right next to me on my desk right now. And that's just nuts to think and yet about. You haven't 3D printed an apparatus for us to drop our own shit out of it. It's coming, man. Damn. <laughs> yeah, well, we saw a lot of that in Syria. Um, that's that's uh, really like, yeah, northern Iraq when we were there, and then when we switched over to Syria, we saw a lot of that shit. Um, we had like four Marines that got wounded from a drone dropping a grenade in a mortar position. Uh, like, yeah, they were doing that stuff all the time. Um, but there, theirs was, you know, obviously Ukrainians had have had a little bit more time to kind of make their shit more streamlined, more a little more sophisticated. I say that cautiously, but uh, you know, whereas over there it was very rudimentary shit. But they didn't have a lot of time. They had America on their ass, so they didn't have much time to think about that shit. Yeah, and this whole conflict in Ukraine has been going for probably longer than a lot of people thought it would. Yes, uh, but th- this is very, this is very much old school Russian tactics stuff, like throwing 
the first year of any Russian conference, they fuck it up. Um, or maybe they don't. That's the way they want to go. But it, it looks like a fuck up. It's tradition. Yeah, keep into yeah. the tradition. For sure. You can't lose that. Military loves tradition <laughs> shit. <laughs> Even if it Why means uh, throwing a third of your force in the trash, but you know. Yeah. Why, why improve? Why, why progress? Always if it ain't broke. I mean, the, the, the tank thing is going to be a game changer. Now they're asking for sophisticated, like gen four type fighter aircraft, which I don't know. I, that, mm, I don't know about that mm. one. <laughs> yeah, that might be a line. That might be a, a line stepper. How right about there. some F-14s? Some mothballed yeah. F-14s. Y'all can have those. <laughs> Some uh, B-52 Bravos? <laughs> yeah, still got the tail gunner in there and shit. Yeah, yeah. you're twin 50 <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, I, well, I forgot they were, they the were early B-52s. They were 20-millimeter cannons in the yeah. back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even better. God, Good that's crazy. Do you remember that movie that... Uh, okay, so who was the fighter pilot guy in uh, Red Dawn? You know, the guy got shot down. <sighs> Yes, that actor. So yeah. he was in a movie with, where he was flying a B fifty two, and the whole thing, you know, went off. So they're flying towards Russia to drop a nuke and all that shit. It was actually a pretty good movie. Can't remember the name of it. It dawns early light, maybe. I can't remember. Hmm. But but yeah, that the whole the well not the whole movie, but but his portion, like they're in just a B fifty two the whole time, dropping like the blast shields to drop a. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they had a tail gunner. I can't remember. <laughs> Man, bring back tail gunners. They're cool. <laughs> Not very cool if you're the tail gunner getting shot off the plane, but no. they look really cool. Yeah, and if you if you ever look at the back end of a plane, it gets really skinny down there. Um, yep. That'd be a really yeah. tough time. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to be a tail. That doesn't mean I don't want to see tail gunners, but I don't. <laughs> yeah, you see, you typically see the results of things. You don't ever see it coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I want to jump to the movie. How did uh, you and Ben like guys meeting and the project that we've been we've hinted at it a little bit on social media, but we haven't really like gone into detail about the, the movie or any of our involvement in it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's happening with the movie now. I haven't talked to the guys in a minute. Uh, so they're in they're in the um, editing phase right now, for sure. Yeah, uh, but but it's going to be a, a minute. Uh, yeah. I, I think they're talking late summer, early fall, probably more towards early fall kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I I didn't know specifically Ben was going there. I just knew the company was bringing, you know, not machine guns to the yeah. to the thing to uh, for our, our one kind of machine gunner guy, um, and that's all I knew about it. So, but we we didn't actually officially met until we were. Yeah. So we were there like, Hey, I brought the machine gun. No. Yeah. Like, how, oh, okay. uh, how did you get involved with the project? Uh, so originally when, when I was with spirit of systems, they, they asked us for kits and, and this was when they were kickstarting heretic. Yeah. Um, so I was getting all that shit put together and then heretic fell off. So I already had all the kits built. Um, and they, they came up with this project now, stalker. Um, and so when they came back, like, like, can we still do this? Like, yeah, I got everything here, so let's make it happen. Um, and then they gave me the details on each character and all that stuff. So I had to, uh, change stuff around to make, you know, shit look like it would be for like a medic or like an engineer or a team leader, you know, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then I just took it to my farm and, and 
drug them around the fucking farm and let them out, <laughs> left them outside for two months. And then they look legit. Perfect. Looked great. Yeah. Looked and like they've been uh, wearing it in a farm for two months. Yeah. There might be uh, I don't tell these guys that there might be some horse shit on there somewhere, but uh, I, I'm pretty okay. sure I got to hold it off. I hope his Corey's. He's the immune system. <laughs> he's probably not probably not affected by it. Like, yep, poor shit. I know that smells like. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, no, but they also asked, you know, at the same time, if we do some uh, military advisory stuff. Like, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So, have you ever done any like uh, advisory stuff for a media project like this before? Nope, never. I, I have trained a lot of people around the world. So I, I wasn't like, it's got to be the same thing. There, there shouldn't be any difference. Uh, and, and I just like it. I love teaching. You know, I'll teach a monkey to boil water. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's just enjoyable to, to get people to realize that they can do shit. Yeah. When when that light bulb moment finally happens and the wires connect. Yep. Yep. And it's uh yeah, it's very much on the student and the instructor as well. The, the combo is not there. Um, it, one or the other or both parties are just getting frustrated. So, yeah, um, I like to think that I'm <laughs> uh, pretty resilient to that and pretty open minded to the folks. So it's pretty easy for me to kind of like accommodate who needs what. Uh, but yeah, it, the bottom line is that it's just fucking fun. So if you're not having fun and it's just a fucking job, then yeah, it's gonna be really hard to fucking train, especially monkeys with water. <laughs> Especially. No, but the guys on set seemed very receptive. They wanted to learn. Yeah, they were super excited about it, which made the whole fucking experience awesome. Um, I, I kind of, I, I don't, I don't ever regret anything, but I'm kind of hopeful that I that that I don't hold this to this standard and I show up at another place if I ever do something and like this is not the same. I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It was a, a great group of guys out there. I mentioned yeah, that, that makes such a difference because you always hear the horror stories of, of actors being pains in the ass and they don't want to read the lines and I don't want to do this shot again. And so I imagine having a group of highly motivated people um, just makes it that much better. And that's uh, an interesting byproduct of having something that was for the most part, a, 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 like a, a passion project that everyone there wanted to be there. Yeah. I was just about to say that it, it, they didn't have, well, maybe some guys did, but they didn't have agents like saying, I signed you up for this shit. And they're like, whatever. Uh, everyone very much like put in their own time to like, say, I want to do this. This, this seems like something that I'm interested in. So yeah, there, there was none of the uh, fuck. I have to be here. So let's get this thing over with. Thankfully. That probably <laughs> yeah. would have got old pretty quick. Oh, for sure. You know, you're always expected. You're always ready for that one guy that knows everything or that one guy that doesn't want to be there or gal or they, whatever. Um, <laughs> and uh, you, you prep yourself for it. You don't want to, you know, be a pessimist or whatever, but you kind of have to be prepared for anything. Right. Just shout yeah. out to the Lion King. Be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> See how prevalent were uh, Alec Baldwin jokes on set? Oh my God. That was the. <laughs> That was the subject. And, and, you know, in all seriousness, like the insurance companies are not fucking around with that. And no. it, it, took, it took a lot of folks who actually understood firearms to kind of like, not kind of, to actually explain what it is that is on set, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, 
soothe feathers and all that stuff. It, mm-hmm. But they, they were not fucking around with that thing. Um, there's obviously movies, high end budget folks that are getting along with that shit, but they have a lot of money. Um, yeah. This this is something that's not like that. So it took a lot of the gift of the gab to kind of calm those folks down and the and allow things to happen. Yeah, insurance companies are very cagey when you want to do anything yeah. with guns, especially I'm I'm sure especially the fire or the the film insurance industry. Oh god, yeah, I'm sure I mean, it's I, I, it's quite I the fuck it. fest when yeah, something goes wrong. I, I absolutely get why. Right. But still at the same time, it's a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And something that I realized a lot of people didn't understand after the Alec Baldwin thing was lots of people like, well, why were real guns on set? Like, I thought they were all like fake or or blanks or anything like that. And if if you're not a, a huge nerd about the topic, a lot of people don't realize that any any of those blank firing guns you see in a movie, 90% of the time are just actual guns and have to be treated as such. Yeah. And even if they are blanks, you know, you're dealing with wads coming out of the end of the gun oh, yeah. and all this shit. And then, uh, you know, they, they, they criticize about that, but then they also criticize the movie when they see it and they can look in the cylinder and say, that's not a real bullet. And you're like, well, which one do you want, buddy? You want the insurance company off our ass and actors to live, or do you want it like a, you know, us to take, I say this lightly, quote unquote, risk and like actually make the film feel realistic and, and appease your criticism. Yeah. Yeah, you can only fake it so far. Yeah. I, I can only imagine being in that business and just hearing this shit after you put your heart and soul into something for two years or whatever. And then these little nerds are fucking raging about how, whatever, you know. Uh, clearly, that's not the uh, the age uh, appropriate fucking cult revolver. Uh, that was you know, like, oh my god. Okay, just have you been listening to the story, or are you just criticizing all the costumes? <laughs> well, and especially with something that's themed in, after something with a cult like following. You know, oh, people are sure. gonna. You know, this isn't exactly how it was in the video game. Okay, well, this isn't the video game. Enjoy yeah, the just, fucking movie. Go buy the video game. You know, yeah. right. Uh, well, and it's it, never it's never claiming to be like a direct sequel or a recreation of the original story of the video game. It's set in the universe, and that's the extent of it. Correct. Right. Yep. And and even then, before like this thing has even come out, people are criticizing like the posters or whatever. Uh, <laughs> you know, they, they, why were they? Why are they wearing modern kit? Kit like from Spiritus and like I don't know man, because like, it's based in modern times. Yeah. Do you, do you want a good story? <laughs> do you just want to re- Should we just remake the entire video game into a movie format? Yeah. Now, if you claimed it was based in you know the early two thousands to the nineteen nineties, then yes. But no, it's modern. So yeah. there's going to be modern things in it. It's, it's amazing weird. how that works. Look at Ukraine now. Like all the modern shit they got now from everyone else. So it got there pretty quick. this thing has been going on since you know the 90s and now it's modern times imagine all this shit they got over there yeah yeah especially i mean the whole premise is commercializing this shit right you think they're not going to find a way to commercialize it even better oh yeah they're not going to get the high-end gear because oh it doesn't fit with the aesthetic 
Like, no, if you're hunting things you can't fucking see, you want good equipment. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's basically a money thing. You know, these companies want these, whatever you're going to call them, entities or whatever for money. You're sure as shit, knowing that it's a you know, really, really fucking uh, expensive thing, they're going to do what they can to get their money. Look at fucking Africa. We're talking about diamonds. Look at lithium. Look at all this shit. What companies will do to get their hands on their shit. They're going to pour money in to get money out. Absolutely. It's a resource. Yep. It's, a, it, it's treated like a commodity. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the people on Reddit have been very butt mad just off a couple fucking screen grabs of, like, raw shit. Oh, it doesn't take a lot to get that mad. As we've learned. As we've seen. Oh, yeah, I, I liked when, uh, you know, we were doing rehearsal stuff with the dummy guns and, and random shit. And I was like, what, what the fuck is up with that rifle? I'm like, dude, it's just a rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> this literally won't make it past this post you're commenting on right now. Please yeah. go outside. <laughs> yeah. The real book. <laughs> yeah. People, people have been big mad about the early stuff, but I think when they, when they see the final product, if you go into it expecting a fun movie, it'll be a good yeah. time. Now, if you yeah, go into it thinking it's going to be a, a recreation of real events of mercenaries hunting the entities in the zone. I'm expecting a documentary of modern Ukraine. Yeah, see, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> that, that's the problem with the, the whole entertainment thing. It's like people go in with expectations. Like, I don't. Unless it says, like, this is absolutely based on real events. I don't go in with any expectations. I go in to get fucking entertained. Yeah. There's enough there's enough things to be stressed out about. Why why a fucking movie? <laughs> Learn to enjoy things. Life will be better. Impossible. <laughs> How dare you simply enjoy something? What a Crazy. loser. Well, creating our own problems just to feel important. Absolutely. It's human nature. I guess. I mean you actually go do things. You know, you don't have to be you don't have to be world famous, but you can go do things and affect individual lives and that's pretty gratifying you know you yeah. don't have to create a problem on your own and then post a comment on reddit and everyone thinks you're jesus and now you feel important like uh, how about instead you go say thank you to the cashier and smile <laughs> like fuck yeah it's crazy people like to be mad they do especially love to be on the mad. internet especially on the internet yeah derek why don't why don't you tell uh, why don't we talk about what fun well, experience we've had with the internet since uh, Shot oh, Show? Boy, so it all started uh, with at Shot Show. Uh, one of the things we wanted to see was the new Hollow Sun like fusion site. That oh, looked yeah. uh, so we we got it first day. Uh, we found their booth. We went there. We found one that wasn't being fucked with, and we picked it up and was messing with. It. Like, damn, this is kind of cool. Uh, and all the firearms at the Hollow Sun booth weren't firearms. Like the rifle sights were on an AR, like receiver rail grip and stock. And that was it. It was a solid chunk of aluminum. There wasn't even a barrel in it. Like most of the displays at SHOT Show, it wasn't functioning. I see where and, you're getting at, but doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah, matter. yeah. we'll get there. We're, we're setting the foundation. <laughs> um, and it's a thermal sight. So pointing a thermal sight at the wall doesn't do a lot for you. You need to point it at something warm and we're at an expo filled with warm things walking around. So we point the sight on the knotted gun 
at uh, like Ben and other people walking around. No one cares because it's shot show. Show it off. And we posted on Instagram, like, hey, look at this cool site. And it was filled with comments. It was about 50 50 of people saying, hey, this is cool. And um, internet RSOs jumping on about flagging people uh, and how terrible it is and how they would react if someone flagged them. Uh, and it was just hilarious. So after suffering through those comments for a day or so, uh, we're like, fuck it. The internet said, don't do this. We ball it. So <laughs> we eventually find our way to the Ohio ordinance booth. Um, and they had a cool, I don't even remember what the vehicle was. It was some cool, not uh, like dagger and razor thing with a bunch of display guns on it. And all the guns at the Ohio ordinance booth on the side say not a firearm on it. And if you lift up the top cover, surprise, it's just aluminum in there because it's a display. And, <laughs> and it was on a fixed uh, swing arm on this yeah. vehicle. And it's chacho there's stuff pointing in all directions so i didn't even move the gun i just kind of swiveled it a little bit and made pew pew sounds and filmed it and then we posted that and the internet lost its collective shit thinking that uh i was just free holding an lmg in a crowded mall and pointing it at people and making bang bang sounds and the response was much more than initially anticipated. I think the uh, video on Twitter is, let me, I want to say it's at 1.2 million views. It's a Holy lot. Shit. <laughs> yes. It got a lot of traction. Um, and a lot of people were upset at this. Then the death, uh, threats, death threats started death, rolling. Yeah. Context matters. Yes. Well, you always got to you got to watch the video and then you got to let shit roll out for a couple of days or whatever to see what. Okay, oh, okay. <laughs> Someone explained this. Oh, there's another party that was there. They explained that. Okay, yeah. this makes and sense. All through the comments was people saying, uh, like they're rendered inert. This is a trade show. This isn't just out in the open. There's guns pointing in every direction conceivable, uh, and. Nothing's it, functional. Nothing is functional. The only live ammo there is by the on-site, on-duty police officers, and that's it. But yeah, the internet lost its shit. One point five million views. That's what's at. Yeah, the the firearms rules are stacked up on each other for a reason. You know, you can get away with violating one. You're still risking it because if you violate another one, they could cause a problem. But you can get away with violating one and then you have the others that back it up to ensure this ain't going to go wrong. So right. I hate to tell folks this, but I have flagged a lot of people <laughs> operationally. How like, dare I, you? What? Go, go, here, here's, you go on the internet. There's plenty of this very special unit overseas doing hits, flagging everybody because they got to get Impossible. it. Impossible. Um, and, and it's not to say that's okay. You absolutely should do that, but getting in, you know, getting in this area very quickly is a thing. Uh, especially when you're dealing with really confined spaces like vehicles and stuff, it's going to happen. You're going to do it. Uh, and I brought this scenario up as well. Active shooter. Everybody's a fucking threat. If like, I'm the only guy and, and you know, I hear shooting going on, and I'm the only guy carrying and I'm going around all you motherfuckers are threats and you're all getting pointed at until I deem. They're not a threat anymore. Move on to the next one. So is that, am I going to run around with like 
depressed pistol pointed at my dick the whole time, you know, like, yes. like a badly trained <laughs> actor, cop, whatever. No, my gun is up because milliseconds fucking count for that. And apologies if that ever happens to me. I hope it doesn't. If that ever happens and I flag you, uh, my bad. I'm trying to find a threat and end it. Um, so again, don't do it. Don't flag people. It's not the way to do shit. It's not about telling you to be lazy about it, but I'm also telling you the rules are there and they're stacked up that many so that if you break one, you can probably get away with it. Um, the others will cover your ass. Yes. Uh, I think you heard it here first. Fred says flag everyone. everyone. The first rule of firearm safety is to have fun. Remember, if you can't see your target, you can always shoot at sounds. You can tell if a gun is loaded by how heavy it feels. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like that. Absolutely. Just shake uh, it a little bit. Yeah, that movie that he did that, it was uh, taken. He's like, he took the ammo out of that guy's gun. He's like, if you weren't sitting behind a desk for so long, you would have known based off the weight that wasn't loaded. (laughs) But yes, okay, pal. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So yeah, this these videos on Twitter. Yeah, so Twitter it blew was the up. Um, not just for a day, it continued to blow up and continued to blow up. It was filled with a combination of people going, "That's funny, it's a fake gun." All the people freaking out are idiots, and people losing their collective shit. Yet with not understanding any context, several people made comments like uh, that. They thought that uh, this was just random people like at a shopping mall that I'm just flagging, um, even though it says shot show in the title and everything. Or obviously lots, lots of people saying, if I saw you do that, we'd have a gunfight. If someone flagged me at, with a fake gun at shot show, I'd pull out my real gun. Oh, shut the fuck up. And yeah, one dude was talking about carrying a loaded gun in his bag on the shot show floor years ago. Yep. Yeah. Okay, guy, yeah, you're cool. <laughs> okay, wow, congratulations. Um, yeah, I saw a dude in there full kit with a <laughs> no rifle, but he had full kit on. He had a handgun in the holster. I didn't know what I don't know what he was, but he definitely was not security. So he walked uh, up and grabbed it to see what kind of gun it was. Pulled a damn Bilzerian and said, "Give me that." <laughs> yeah, I was just I was following that guy the whole time. Ready to make a move. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case he flagged me. Yeah, point that gun at everybody. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. So many, so many comments. And I ended up uh collecting all my favorite comments and putting them in a little montage oh, and posting awesome. it. And then that also got a, a lot of traction. And people say, like, I'd bust your teeth out at I'd kick your ass if if I walked in front of that fixed display, not a firearm, and you were behind it. And shit like that. And we all had a tremendous laugh about it. A hearty chortle for days afterwards. <laughs> and then we come back from shot jar like, whew, well, that was fun. Whatever. Back to life. Yeah. And next. Yeah, but don't think any more about it. And then yesterday morning, I got a knock on my door. I, I, I wake up bleary eyed to get a knock on my door. I'm like, what the hell? And I, and I stumble downstairs and I look through the people and I see officers outside. I'm like, uh oh, all right, what, what's going on? So I open the door um, and it's one uh, deputy and two very nice gentlemen from the local FBI field office. It's like, hey, you're Derek, uh, we want to talk to you about uh, a video you posted at Shot Show. And I'm like, oh my God, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So, I'm like, yeah, come on in. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, and they said that they sat down there very nice. And it's like, we're going to start with you've done nothing wrong. We're not mad at you. But, oh, Derek's mic died. And that's why we don't do this live. But are you aware of the safety firearms rules? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the FBI guys have been very chill through all of this. They've been very uh, chill. There we go. There we go. That yes, they're they're very chill throughout. We we haven't done anything wrong, or we're not we're not you're not in trouble. But we're here to tell you that because of this post, we have received a lot of uh, tips describing you as an imminent threat and a mass shooter, and we're required to do our due diligence and come see you. And I'm like, oh my god! And they understood the context of it, like they had seen the videos leading up to it. And they knew what SHOT Show was. They had had guys that have gone to SHOT Show and all that. Um, but they like, you haven't done anything wrong, but you have upset a lot of people and made a lot of claims that you are a threat. And so we had to come say hi. Yeah, that's all it takes, man. So people were not only just upset and threatening me over the not, not gun display prop at SHOT Show. A lot of them went through uh, the process of submitting tips uh, describing me as an actual terrorist because of it. And I, I'm, I'm blown away at it <laughs> at, at people. I made the mistake of underestimating the stupidity of people on the internet and look where it got me. <laughs> I mean, that's just that you're, down with you're a white male, you know, you fit the bill. So, Oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you depressed by any chance? Uh, have you been turned down by women your entire life? You know, <laughs> it's too you know. Were you bullied in school? <laughs> oh, and when they came over, they did like bring up some memes I had posted in the past. And, then, and again, they weren't bad, but they were just like, we just need context of it. That one of those things, like it's a, it's a funny joke. You post it. No one cares. But when the FBI is in your living room, asking you about these memes, suddenly you're, you're second guessing them. We're like, Mm, maybe you know on paper this <laughs> shit looks bad <laughs> uh, but nothing came from it uh, thankfully like the post stays up we're not taking that down they never told us to take any of it down they specifically said we're not telling you to take it down yeah uh, just that they needed to come uh, make a make a face to face with the number of threats they received. They said with the number of threats that they received, they, uh, some people had thought this is an imminent threat and we just need to jump straight to a warrant and, and go like jump in there and see what's going on and then sort it out. And thankfully the guy that Ben and I have talked to saw our Alec Baldwin sticker that we had posted <laughs> for a shot show. Uh, and realized that uh, these are just a bunch of idiots that that post stupid things. Let's go see. Let's go see them and not kick their door down. So thankfully, my dog is intact and my door still has its hinges. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there are some real threats out there. I don't think there any, are. I don't think a major <laughs> weapons company really wants to like end it all. <laughs> no, <laughs> ruin their whatever blank money company yeah. uh, and just like start mass shooting people. That's, I think that's kind of outrageous. I think there's other threats worth investigating for sure. Absolutely. We've, uh, we've had a few of them ourselves that, that we've tipped off. We've had some just, crazy uh, people uh, say they want to mail us a bomb or more recently someone didn't get a refund because he lost his hoodie. 
and threatened to come kill everyone in the building. Jesus. So yeah. shit, shit he like said that. on the phone, I'm coming, I'm going to come to Colorado and shoot every motherfucker in the building. <laughs> very cool. Over a hoodie. Like very yeah. cool. FBI yeah, he hotline. Lost. Yeah, he lost. Yeah, he um, lost it and then wanted us to pay for another one for him. Like, no. So yeah, it, there's actual shit out there and you know, retards are uh freaking out over <laughs> flagging someone at a trade show. Yeah, you need to call that dude's mom, have him go over there and spank his ass. <laughs> like, no, you, you you lost your shit. Sorry, son. You fucking that's it. You know, Damn. maybe you get one maybe you get one for Christmas. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you're really nice, you can ask Santa. Oh, and then even after uh the local sheriff's office talked to him and said, Hey, you can't do that. He starts messaging us on Facebook saying, Hey, I'm coming. You better be ready. I don't you know, never know who that. you're dealing with on the internet. Yeah. That was yeah, a fun one. <laughs> and we pretty much always know who we're dealing with on the internet. <laughs> people, people who can actually, uh, you know, come back with those threats. who can actually back them up. Don't typically announce no. them on the internet. No, Actually, no. Going, I was going as far as to say they don't ever. They don't ever. We trying to tell me people who are actual credible threats don't out themselves as credible threats. T- wow. Typically, typically there's there's a lot of crazy people that like the last minute they fucking throw it out there right before they step out the door. And then those are typically, <laughs> mean, typically hard to get up. Get you on mean like it, tweeting so. at the president? We're going to go overthrow Venezuela for you right before doing it and then getting captured. Yeah, you know, don't want to do that. usually you take away people's phones before you, you do something like that. So that shit happen. But then how will everyone know that they did it? What's the point of doing it if you can't tell everyone? I mean, that kind of business is not something that you want to be famous in. <laughs> it's, it's very much you do it, you get paid, you get the fuck out, and you cover your ass as much as you can. Yeah. Oh man, overthrowing Venezuela is pretty cool. I think I want my <laughs> friends and family to know me as the guy who overthrew yeah. the Venezuelan government. And like, if you want to do it super right, you got to do it like the fucking the Joker in the Dark Knight or whatever. Like, yeah, there's only one guy that knows about it. He's the only one left. <laughs> uh, the more people who know, the more likely you're going to get fucking caught. You know, what's the saying? The, the only way to keep a secret between two people is if one's dead. <laughs> It's absolutely true. Uh, for things like that, shady, you're doing shady shit like that. Yes, correct. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know that I'd go parading on the internet. Hey, I'm about to do this very wacky thing that there's probably a lot of people out there who don't We're want to try and overthrow a foreign government with just five guys. Here we are. Yeah, which here's our nobody, location, <laughs> which nobody really asked you to do. No. <laughs> this sounded like no. a safe and legal thrill. <laughs> they were on yeah. a secret mission. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it, maybe maybe they did, uh, and it was just some dude fucking with them. You know, Reddit's a thing, man. Like they, <laughs> they have a really good. If they want to find you, they can. I'm sure they can also convince you to do something really fucking dumb as well. The weaponized internet autism is something to be feared. I'm not sure. feared to be aware of. I'll be respected. Be respected. <laughs> you gotta you gotta watch it. Never underestimate the power of chromosomes. I think it's, it's the fucking the best thing ever. When uh, I think it was actually 4chan that did it when they found uh, Shia LaBeouf and like fucking uh, uh, 
the world's greatest game of capture the flag. Yeah, that was fucking <laughs> amazing. It was so good. So well done. I saw like the whole play out of somebody explaining exactly what they did to do it. And I was like, damn, that is so fucking good. Charting, just, uh, charting yeah, stars just, and flights going overhead to figure out yes. the location. Yes. And it just goes to show like, hey, man, don't fuck with the people. <laughs> the <laughs> people's the army. People. The people's army is vast and fucking super clever, very smart, and they're everywhere. Very much like Fight Club, dude. They're fucking everywhere. Where you, <laughs> where your fucking shoemakers, where your barbers, where fucking everybody. Yeah, it really shows the power of just open source intelligence. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they didn't use anything special. It's all stuff you can just find on the internet. Yep. Yeah, it's it's a dude, a truck driver that just drove to the random location and started honking his horn. Yeah. Like that's, and they that's just honked him in. Yep. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. <laughs> Such it's a so simple, awful. a simple method. Yeah, he, humans are pretty crafty. I mean, you stick them in a hole, they're going to fucking get their, they're going to find their way out of there. You give them enough time. Absolutely. Or challenge people on the internet. Uh, yeah. Apparently. Or challenge people's uh, conceptions of firearm safety on the internet. Yep. That tends to uh, <laughs> ruffle some feathers. <laughs> So, uh, Ed, what's uh, what's new for you? What's happening in uh, 2023 that people should keep an eye out for? Uh, as, as far as training, uh, there, there's nothing's going to change. We're still going to do the same stuff. Uh, we're, we're we would like to get into more long range uh, shooting with you know higher caliber stuff. It's just difficult, you know. We understand like getting into the game, the long distance game is is expensive. Once you've gotten yeah. into it. Uh, it's relatively the same. Um, it, it it doesn't require folks to go to a flat range and shoot like a thousand rounds to, to make sure that you're good. Uh, every round with long distance counts. So you can go to the range with a, a 20 round mag and get some good, good training in an hour with that shit. Yeah. So really appreciate that. But we understand that, that it is an expensive game. It's hard to get into that if you don't have the money. Uh, so the distance carving thing is just, is it's in, I hate calling it that. Uh, it's really basic rifleman one-on-one shit. Uh, <laughs> learning how to shoot at distance should probably uh, be, you know, the fundamentals of shooting and then start working your way in. But, uh, but I guess it, it's, I understand that like filming that is not the fucking funnest thing on the planet and posting on the internet will probably not get you a lot of likes. You, you definitely need to, some slings, some fucking rounds down range to, to look, to look good. Yeah. But it's very, it's very much like that's, you need to be, you need to be good at this. You need to be good at shooting at quote unquote distance. I hate to say that 500 meters is that distance. It's not, you know, you start talking seven, 800 meters. Okay. That's a good shot. Um, but you know, we didn't, we didn't start out so well in the revolution because we were doing, uh, El Prez with the fucking, with the Brits, you know, <laughs> we're talking about guys who were huntsmen and, and had to shoot fucking rabbits with this, basically this fucking smooth bore cannon, uh, you know, at good distance so they can eat. And so naturally they were fucking really good shots going against the, a very, uh, in relation to them, very highly immobilized military who was very stringent. And now you had these bumpkins who have no restrictions running yeah. around with, with, you know, quote unquote, no honor whatsoever. And just <laughs> laying waste to fuggers at distance and they couldn't repel that. So I think that's pretty, 
as a responsible citizen, people, army kind of thing. I think that's really, really important. Um, being able to outshoot uh, the trained, uh, you know, frontline troop kind of dudes is probably a big fucking deal. And if you can relate that in anything, like now you're a good hunter. Now you're good, you know, really solid fundamental shooting because if you do one fundamental shooting thing wrong at distance, that thing's missing, you know, maybe by centimeters, who knows, but, uh, but it was on you. It was you that did that kind of thing. And then you can start taking all those fundamentals to straight to the flat range. Uh, and you've already got all that shit down, trigger squeeze, circle resets, all that stuff. And it, relates to exactly what you're doing and now you start burning shit down with 30 round mags and it all makes sense but quite honestly you can go either direction you can start out with the flat range stuff and move out to distance and it all just translates to each other but i think not a lot of people uh not to their uh not to their fault because i don't there's not a lot of rangers past fucking 50 meters uh, in the area uh, wherever they're living so it's kind of difficult to get that but Still, regardlessly, right. it's a very perishable skill, but it's one that's not uh, not expanded upon. It's not really like we need to do this, guys. We need to be able to shoot long range. So we're going to keep keep on track with that. I think it's really uh, important to folks. Uh, but we're going to start adding some stuff to courses, uh, little things here and there on the ends or in the beginning to get into like observation stuff. Because for our like distance carbine one course, we do all the observations, we do all the corrections for you as far as wind readings and all that stuff. Um, but folks are really interested in that, in that, but we can't get to that stuff in two days. So our long distance or carbine distance shooting, you know, level two course, that's where it starts getting into shooter pairs. And now you guys are responsible for your, your own shots a hundred percent. We get deeper into winds. We get deeper into being able to follow trace and stuff like that. Um, so for folks who can't afford those two courses, we're going to start adding in another day of whatever it may be. So one of them is going to be an observation course, uh, not necessarily learning how to observe shots, but how to observe just the terrain, how to sector out what it is you're looking at, you know, terrain sketches, being able to communicate to your shooter, uh, know what you're looking for, you know, solid or uh, shapes, colors, you know, reflections, stuff like that. Um, very much basic, like sniper school shit where you're going to throw out a can of peas out there and uh, four other items and you have to find them kind of thing. Um, so that's one new thing is just adding little things here and there. Um, there's some other folks that want us to do stuff with them. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, I know cool. me and Mike, yeah, me and Mike are really interested in doing this hunt down in Florida. Uh, there's this island that has like this rare deer or whatever that's just on that island. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it's just to Florida or whatever. But you, you can hunt them, but you have to use not primitive weapons, but you use like cat and ball shit. So we're we're planning on me and him jumping into that island with all our shit on us with fucking cap and ball <laughs> rifles and handguns and go hunting for like three days and just find these fucking deer. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, hopefully that would be we can do badass. It. Yeah, there, there was somebody, I, I don't want to name names, but there was somebody that wanted, like, they heard that and they wanted to come down and film it with us. And like, all right, we'll see. But there's going to be, there's going to be a lot of buffoonery going on. So I'm not going to catch all that, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> that sounds really cool, though. That sounds like a, a fun direction to go this year, getting into more 
I, know, I guess a lot of people think of shooting as just that. It's just shooting. And they forget there's a lot of other stuff that goes with it, like the terrain or just ob- just observing. You know, how many people just don't aren't aware of what's around them? How many dudes just it's, uh, it's one piece of a much larger puzzle. Uh, yes, that's where I was trying to go. Thank you. What yeah, um, what do you recommend? To... Oh, go ahead. What do you recommend for people looking to get into long range that like they have their AR-15 and a Glock and all that stuff and they haven't messed with long range before, but they're looking to get into it. What, what do you recommend they start with like platform wise and training? So if you have an AR, like that's, that's the perfect start. You know, five, five, six is a very, very difficult round to, uh, not difficult, but it, it can be at the beginning uh, when it comes to shooting the distance because it, it gets pushed around a lot. And depending on what kind of uh, round you have, you know, uh, it, it could drop off a lot or it could not. It just depends on what your platform is, your, you know, your uh, barrel twist length, uh, you know, what, what type of round you're using, all that kind of shit. But that's the perfect kickoff. If you have an AR-15, it doesn't matter the barrel length, uh, shoot that thing at distance. You know, see where, where it starts to fall off the wheels. Um, and then now you know what range basically you can get to, and now you're going to start working into wins and holds and, and creating a data book with that gun. There you find out like, yes, I am interested in this shit. And then you can start pushing on to other things, or you can find out like, nah, I'm not, I mean, I'm not enthusiastic about this stuff. And I don't really don't want to spend the money on a, either a larger, you know, like it special purpose rifle type thing, five by six, or you want to bump it up to 308 or six, five or something like that. But if you have an AR platform, like you're good, you have a solid fucking start. I think like folks that have even 22 caliber rifles, like go to one of those uh, PRS courses where those fucking guys are shooting just 22s. It's pretty incredible shit. The shots they're hitting with those things. Um, oh yeah. You, 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 you know, so now you have those and you don't really need that much distance with those. Uh, so maybe there's a range nearby that can support that. And you can still learn long range shooting with, with that shit. I'm sure the fundamentals will carry over. Absolutely. Yep. Um, if you can master a 22 or a five, five, six gun, you get, I mean, getting anything bigger than that, you're fucking cheating. Now you're going to get a six, five creed more. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? This is way easy. Yeah. It was like the first time I ever shot a three thirty eight. Oh my God. What's, yes. what's, what's the holdover at 600 yards? Dead on. Okay. <laughs> what's the wind call? Like, don't worry. It's, it's nowhere <laughs> near 10 click. miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. Just point and click. Yeah. It really is cheating. Man, it we're is. so good at killing people. <laughs> humans are so great at ending other humans. It, it seems to be one of our favorite pastimes. It's, it's the easy button. We can't fucking <laughs> talk. We can't talk shit over. We can't figure each other out. You know, personalities don't fucking mix. That's so hard. The killing is the easy. easy button. Yeah. The easy <laughs> button is just, it's just like the same thing when you talk about the internet stuff, like hating things is fucking easy. Learning yeah. passion, trying to understand and all that stuff. That's difficult. That takes my time. I'd rather just, instead of asking a question like, Hey, is that actually a firearm? And you're at the mall right now. They just write, <laughs> fuck you for doing this. <laughs> and they call the FBI. It, you know, it is yeah. a much uh, shorter like path to just go from start to fuck you, then figuring out the steps in between. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's not Monkey interesting. Monkey Man likes it. <laughs> it's not interesting. Let's just fucking roll straight to hate and, uh, you know, let's get this fucking passion train on. Let's, let's get it rolling. 
<laughs> That's a fun way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, emotions are a motherfucker. I know, I know, like the new thing this day and age is, and this is going to be very much my opinion, but to we're encouraging, you know, men, and I'm going to speak to men because I'm, I've never been a woman in my life. So, encouraging, we're encouraging men to like ride on their emotions to tell them it's okay. It's okay to express your feelings about shit. And I, I get that. I understand that, you know, I've seen therapists and stuff and that's a, that's very much a specific situation where you, you should, but for the most part, you need to bottle it the fuck up, box it up (laughs) and be a fucking man. Just stuff it deep down. Yeah. And like being a man doesn't necessarily mean being like a grumpy fuck, you know, doesn't say, but you know, being compassionate and being responsible and being understanding is a fucking thing. And that comes with actually communicating with people. So, you know, being the, the Billy badass sergeant sitting in the background who doesn't speak new guys or whatever, like that shit's old, man. Like that's not being a man, uh, actually sticking your hand out and fucking helping the new guy become that veteran. Like that's the way to fucking roll. So no, it, it's the two extremes. Once again, we, it, with everything is extremes being that fucking hard ass, you know, that looks down on people. And then also being the fucking emotional twat over here that just, you know, cries about everything. Nope. Need to be right in the middle there, guys. Um, be- There's no such thing as a middle ground. Are you saying, yeah. uh, <laughs> like most things in life, it requires balance. Yeah. It's weird. Crazy. Sorry, guys. The Jedi are not good. Okay. They're, they're the, <laughs> the Jedi they're the are extreme. idiots. They're the extreme. So is the Sith. They're the extreme. It very much takes a balance. You have to be compassionate. You have to love. You have, but at the same time, you know, you got to be kind of stoic and kind of fucking harsh it sometimes. Whatever. Yeah. It's not that hard. I, Crazy. I say that. I say that, but it's not fucking hard, guys. But being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so much fun to be a dick. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, correct me. Correct me. There's dicks, pussies, and assholes. Don't be a pussy and don't be an asshole. <laughs> be a pussy and don't be an asshole. Yeah. I like it. Be a dick. What about you, Fred? Did you see anything like really cool at SHOT Show that got you excited or something that you're looking to try out? Um, no, like... Uh, not being an arrogant <laughs> asshole, but like I've, I've seen it, I've seen it all. I, you know, yeah. we we were privy to a lot of things that have never come around. Still to this day, even though I beg people to like, please, I know it exists. Just please let me have one. Um, but not really. Like me and Mike were interested in the, the new Leopold two to ten, just because it, it answered uh, the problem that we've been talking about all along with with LPVOs, which it's not, but. Um, talk to Wilcox a bit, you know, do stuff with them. Uh, you know, I, I just more preferred hearing the ideas and perspectives of folks. That was interesting to me more than like products. You know, it, it yeah. Quite honestly, there's nothing that's being done that the Germans haven't done since world war one. You know, like, <laughs> so I, I, yeah, unless we're talking about like a nuclear powered optic, you know, I I really didn't give a shit. Uh, no, the um, Russians have had that. All those all I those old were, Russian optics that are radioactive. Yeah, that was a night vision, right? That yeah. Was radioactive. Yeah. Oh no, no, you're right. The reticles were illuminated mm-hmm. with yep. yeah, 
big old radiation sign. I mean, if you wear it long enough, then you won't need the night vision to see in the dark. It'll just happen right. on its own. Correct. But your eyes will be boring too. So there's a, there's a payoff here. <laughs> Win some, lose some. <laughs> but no, like, uh, I, I did it. I, I absolutely enjoyed shot. It wasn't for the products. Uh, you know, that's unfortunate for, I, th- I think that's the, the common theme here, which is unfortunate for all the companies and stuff. But, um, man, like I said, if there was just a kick ass party that just brought all these people together. That, that'd be the way to go. I like that idea. Let's make it happen. Find a, find a cool ranch in Texas that'll let us, just fuck around and shoot guns for a week. Well, let's do the right thing and let's fucking burn down Epstein's fucking island and then use that fucking thing. Oh, that sounds cool. That sounds like a badass time. We got a boat. We could rally. We could rally a bunch of people with boats if we threw together <laughs> that party. Yeah, like the the Epstein Expo one will just be us with fucking Zippo flamer flame units and just burning that fucker down. <laughs> and then the that two one excellent. will be like the legitimate party. <laughs> the second the, time is when we roast all the pigs and shit. The yeah. actual party in the rubble. In yep. the rubble. <laughs> that would be awesome. I'm all for it. Yeah, we'll see. Who's listening? Make it happen. I'm not rich. <laughs> I can't do that. No, but you could be the face of it. Oof. No. no. <laughs> uh, that would be fun though. That would be quite cool. Good times. We'll add it to the list for the year. Yeah. Well, Fred, thank you so much for coming on. Are there any other uh, like topics or points you want to hit or tell the people before we uh, wrap it up? Uh, Not much, but quite honestly, like I I will say uh, with SHOT Show, man, it just uh, made me realize that, you know, sometimes you get caught up with all this negative shit and and people keep air quoting the community thing like it's a bad thing. Uh, Having gone to that and seeing like this massive amount of people and talking just to like i hate to say randoms but like you know normal people and the community's there man and i think this one just fucking solidified it like uh, despite all the negative shit i think we need to not overlook it because i've talked about bitching before bitching can be a good thing uh but i think overall there is a massive positive vibe with uh, the community oh, yeah. uh, and, and that's why you see government agencies like going through the roof making really odd fucking decisions to kind of like try to one swing behead us kind of thing and and there's a reason for that because they're fucking panicking um I, I think i think if something were to happen and i hate to fucking say this i think the people got it we fucking got this we can find Shia LaBeouf. We can fight fucking <laughs> the, the man whoever it is yeah the the community really is a lot more positive and tighter knit in person. I mean, oh, on yeah, the internet, yeah. it's easy to say, fuck you, fuck this, yada, yada, yada. But in person, you know, I, I didn't see any spats at SHOT Show. No. no. Everyone's no. just hanging out. Internet drama very rarely happens in real life. Yeah, and, and you know, all the, the uh, again, air quotes, toxic personalities were there. And their faces were clean. I didn't see any punches thrown. I didn't see any bloody <laughs> faces or anything. So a lot of shit talking, uh, you know, doesn't really help. I think folks, we just need to take a wrap off and just enjoy what the fuck we got, man. And then if yeah. people try to take, take what we, we love, then we got to say something about that. Say it with your words first and then say it with uh, your mitts next, I guess. Like that. Yeah, man. A lot of people forget that, uh, what we take as the norm is not the norm. This no. is a pretty cushy life we got here oh, in yeah. the U.S. 
it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, I enjoyed going and getting a coffee this morning instead of, I don't know, <laughs> dying face down in a fucking trench. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, you're not, you're not surviving one drone strike and then the second one shows up, uh, whatever, eating a can of peaches. You just too. hear the angry bees yeah. in the distance. Have yeah. a frag dropped on you from 600 feet while you're taking a shit in the woods. See, that yeah. just doesn't sound fun to me. I'd much rather no. sit in my nice climate-controlled house. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Uh, Fred, where can the people find you? Uh, only one place. So on Instagram, at Counting Peak Tactical, with uh, you know underscores in between the words there. And then uh, Mike's on there as well. We're a fucking dynamic duo. Um, so he's at Prayer Corps. Um, and we're open business 24 7 we'll answer questions left and right that's pretty much all we do all day i feed i feed fucking horses and blanket them and i answer questions awesome that, that sounds like, like a, a bad gig yeah i don't know i don't really care <laughs> but they're fun they're fun to look at but then we had to take care of them and like pick up picking up animal shit is not as a human is very demeaning and i don't appreciate it <laughs> When are you going to train the horses to pick up your shit? Exactly. <laughs> Put them at work. Yeah. It's been great having you on, Fred. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank, Thank you very you. much.